welcome to a hoogerific episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Happy am, New Year. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost about 145 New Year pounds. Wow. And with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I lost about 100 old year pounds. <laughs> and uh, we are here to tell you about it. This... In addition to being the first episode of 2022, where I believe we now have flying cars, yep. um, is also the four-year anniversary officially of us recording and putting out episodes of We Only we Look Thin. We Only Look Thin. How is that possible? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm questioning everything right now. <laughs> yeah. I, it has uh, flown by. I wish now I had looked up what the fourth anniversary is. It's probably tissue paper or something uh, like it's that. It's fine. But I'm not I'm not a traditionalist like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, welcome to the new year. Same you. There's no new us. There's oh just us with new information, new ways to look at things. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, maybe you've taken a break from uh, health and fitness and because it's the beginning of the year, you're getting back into it, listening to the show. Maybe you've been there all along. We say thank you either way. And hello. If you're new to the show, hello. Hello. This is how it starts. Yeah. Uh, new Year, same us. Uh, we uh, always get inundated with, you know, January, the new you, new everything kind of thing. But also, it's a weird time of no more celebrating. Yeah. Stop it. Put no. everything away. If you still have uh, decorations up on, uh, you know, after Orthodox Christmas, you're a garbage person. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. There's always, I don't yeah. know. There's the Taylor Swift song that's like, we can keep our Christmas lights up till January. I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, you do that. Uh huh. Mine aren't coming down before before the tenth. That is for sure. Yeah, but uh, we are here to talk about uh, the the gloom. I know usually in California it's June gloom, but uh, we're talking about the the gloom that is January. Yeah. And uh, the the lack of things to look forward to and uh, the toll that it takes on us emotionally uh, as we uh, get away from the holiday celebrations and try to figure out how we're going to be new people uh, in the new year. Absolutely. So we received a uh, question from a Walt member, We Only Look Thin member, Eileen, uh, sort of asking about how to deal with uh, post-holiday. So Hello, Eileen. It's actually, I know last time we did an episode with lots of different questions. This is the shortest question, but it demands the longest episode. Uh, yes. So, uh, so here we go. So Eileen says, how do I change my mindset from holiday time back to normal time, especially when the holiday blues settle in? So we, we are familiar with the color blue. Uh, and, and managing it and all that it entails. Yes. Uh, but we wanted to do just a full episode on kind of how to navigate getting past the holidays. There's so much anticipation leading up to the holidays and the merriment and all of the, you know, the trappings of the season. And then suddenly in January, it's like, put it all away, become austere, new people with new habit goals, eating salads. And uh, we're here to say that it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, there's seems to be a lot of societal pressure and, and this idea that you wake up January 1st and suddenly that's when you have it all figured out and you're just gonna like get on the straight and narrow and have a hardcore plan 
and you're going to white knuckle it for the rest of the year and you're going to get it together and this is going to be the time to do it and you're going to figure it out right now. Right. I mean, there's all these awful montages of, you know, okay, empty the pantry, empty the everything, get yeah. out all the, you know, pre-chop everything. Pre-chopping isn't my problem. Um, but <laughs> but that it kind of feels sad. It's like, oh, all the merriment is gone. What am I going to do with myself now? So we have a bunch of different uh, tips and tricks on ways to kind of manage your, your mindset and create some hope for the future other than just uh, celery, because that's sad. Nobody wants to celebrate celery in January. Absolutely. And the first thing that I wanted to say is you don't have to figure it all yeah. out today. And you don't have to go 100% into austerity measures right away to make your health and fitness goals work. And I would actually say, go even a step farther and say, you don't ever and should never go into 100% austerity measures to make your health and fitness goals work. I know what worked for me is gentle baby steps, taking one foot and putting it in front of the other until I'm walking across the floor. Um, and uh, really You're just- such a nerd. <laughs> I know, I know. And really just taking, you know, one tiny step at a time and then making that a habit and then building upon it until eventually I have a bunch of habits that I do and I continue to do to this day. You know, were you talking about tiny habits so that I could talk about tiny habits? A little bit. Oh, boy. I forgot. <laughs> I I actually have a really hard time with self-promotion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, turns out... I'll promote you enough for both of us. Quite by surprise, um, I have actually become Catherine Weigel. A certified tiny habits coach. Oh, Hooray for me. Congratulations. Uh, friend of the show. You're bona fide. BJ Fogg. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, became certified as a tiny habits coach. So we'll be talking about that in the new year. Uh, still, Walt, still with the chuckles and the comedy, but uh, with just a little bit of structure around how to put tiny habits into place in our lives. Uh, so that's very exciting. Uh, BJ Fogg, actual talk to the talk to the man lovely guy uh and he's kind of goofy sort of like us too yeah and if so. you don't know what we're talking about uh he's a uh behavioral professor um who wrote a book called tiny habits um that's great uh we both read it Catherine actually has become a certified tiny habits coach and a lot of what we did to lose the weight and get here we were using the tiny habits method without really kind of knowing we were yeah. using the tiny habits method and and, you know, having Catherine be certified now, as she just said, there's there's a little more structure behind like what we have already done. But, you know, I, as I was saying, I realized that I didn't have to figure it out all at once. When I first got my diabetes diagnosis, I really thought, which was about six years ago now, wow. Oh, my gosh. I really thought I was just going to have to pump the brakes on everything fun for the rest of my life and not ever enjoy food ever again. And, you know, Catherine, my wife, you may have heard of, uh, also on this show, said, <laughs> you know what? Why don't you just start by taking a five-minute walk? <laughs> like, yeah. why, why don't you just start by, you know, figuring out where your calories are right now instead of actually like trying to, you know, super restrict them. Why don't you just take that baby step in the right direction? And that was really an eye-opening, life-changing statement that she said to me. 
And it really helped me to to not be super depressed and to be able to to actually face doing this in the first place. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm glad that all worked out. Yeah. No, it's been really great uh, working with BJ Fogg, and you know, and he is an actual PhD in behavioral sciences. Yeah, this isn't you know, uh, Weigel uh, quackery. It's actual real. <laughs> I started drinking <laughs> coffee and <laughs> almost <laughs> just spit it all over the microphone. <laughs> Weigel <I'm> quackery. <laughs> Yeah, but actually knowing that there is uh, scientific research that's been put behind it, uh, it just helps validate all of the things that we're talking about. Um, so I'm excited to share that with everyone in the in the future, but not now, not today, not the uh, last four years of Weigel quackery we've been giving you so no, far. No, but there's a lot of you know, like oh well, that's just what worked for the Weigels, but there's actual uh, <laughs> science behind it. So now I, we have science on our side after four years. It's like an undergrad degree. It's great. Yes, indeed. Okay, so. Back to uh, the winter blues and how to manage January in uh, small, sustainable steps. So again, right now, if you're listening to this, you might still have some holiday treats, uh, you know, lazing about your your kitchen, maybe some treats that you haven't finished yet. Yeah. Might be a good time to say arrivederci and goodbye to the holiday treats in the house, things that are, you know, the the, the holiday foods that you can't seem to moderate just it they're stale just get them out uh, yeah get them out of the house we say this every year around halloween like on november 1st halloween candy becomes november 1st candy and it's no longer still the holidays and you can't still use that as an internal excuse to to just keep eating all of the treats exactly so and again so get the treats out of the house again the austerity measures don't need to be a thing. You don't need to eat sad, cold food right now. But maybe what you might want to do is, again, not going from that, okay, all or nothing, but actually make some food that is still delicious but fits in your plan. As, you know, it, in the Northern Hemisphere, kind of the warm and cozy foods, your chilies, your soups, that kind yeah. of thing, uh, stews. Make something, pump up the volume with some delicious vegetables, but don't go to suddenly, okay, I'm just going to eat sad food. There are still ways to fit in delicious foods that fit your plan that don't feel like you're eating sadness. So please stay away from the sad foods because that's when you're going to, maybe for a couple of days, you'll do the sad austere foods and then you'll just be mad about it and then by next friday you're going to be you know back eating indulgent foods figure out a way to eat foods that are still delicious no sadness yeah or if you're like me um and trader joe's is not a sponsor of this show but i eat their harvest chili as often as i can get it which is usually only at this time of year and instead of actually making like the soup or the chili from scratch i let trader joe's do the cooking for me they have these great refrigerated like all you got to do is heat and eat soups um, the harvest chili in particular, the whole container, which is is a pound, is 260 calories, That's, which is phenomenal. Yeah, that doesn't and seem like it should be a thing. It doesn't seem like it should be possible, but I eat as much of that as possible. And I'm sure there are other, you know, soups and supermarkets out there that have uh, that have those sorts of things, too. Yeah, and for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere, I know you exist, um, this might be a time... <laughs> the Southern Hemisphere is a myth. No, the people, not the place. Oh, okay. I know, But I know we have listeners in... Uh, in the southern hemisphere, this might be a great time to lean into those vibrant vegetables, uh, the you know the seasonal things that you can have right now because it is summertime. So lean into those uh, fruity uh, water beverages, uh, lean into vegetables and fruit, and really embrace the season. Get away from those hearty foods. Uh, yeah, absolutely, that you might experience at the holiday. Um, but now we're going to talk about we're going to take you over to Denmark. 
So a few years ago, I heard about the Danish uh, sort of principle or way of life called huga. It is not uh, spelled the way it sounds, but it is pronounced huga. Yeah, and it's it spelled is, like like hygi, which is sort of like getting hygi with it. Nah, yeah, exactly. Nah, 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 getting hygi with it. Uh, but it is sort of the principle of really embracing the season that you're in. And, you know, in the darkest days of winter, when things are cold and dark, especially in Denmark, where it's cold cold and dark for, you know, nine months out of the year of really leaning into the season and embracing, you know, the light and coziness that you can achieve. Oftentimes, you know, Christmas, we've got all these decorations everywhere. Some might say we over-decorate. What? Um, Those people are crazy. They are. Bah humbug to them. But this is the time to maybe, you know, switch out the the colored uh, twinkle lights of your Christmas tree and put up white lights. We keep up uh, white string lights in our living room window all year round. Yeah, and they make us happy. adds a little bit of coziness. So Huga is about bringing the outside inside with, you know, colorful flowers and wreaths and kind of just still keeping that cozy sensibility, maybe more of a winter theme than a Christmas theme. Yeah. But it's really about being cozy. So that means, you know, embracing your five senses or uh, how many ever senses you have. If you can see ghosts with your sixth sense, that's awesome too. Uh, but we're going to focus on, you know, touch, sight, sound, sense, and taste. So again, cozy blankets, cozy socks, really leaning into textures that, you know, make you feel like you're not in that that cold to dark winter space. Twinkle lights, greenery, candles, you know, really keeping it cozy and warm inside when it's dark out. Um, and then also, you know, like I said, going back to those tastes, what meals can you eat? I don't drink any water in January. January is not the month for me to be drinking cold ice water. Lean into tea and coffee and stews and soups and things that feel really cozy. Again, not, you know, I might not have a salad again until June and that's okay, but I can have vegetables that are roasted that are delicious. So leaning into that this holiday season, listening to music, keeping it cozy at home. For me, it has really helped get rid of that sort of winter post Christmas blues. I keep up lights all the time. Uh, there's also, we've talked about it before, if you go to YouTube yeah. and click on ambience videos yeah, or search winter ambience. Seriously, one of my favorite things. Like we have a like fairly large TV in the living room and we keep these beautiful scenes on the television. And even when we're not actively focusing on them, well, I mean, we rarely sit there and actively focus on them, but... Um, you know, just you walk through the living room or sitting in there like, you know, paying bills or whatever. And they're on the television. Every time I look up and see it, it makes me happy. I get a nice feeling inside and it really helps boost the mood and get past those, you know, post holiday blues. Yeah. Imagine that it's sort of like a lovely screensaver. So it's a, you know, yeah. it's either a, a winter scene, snow scene, it's summer not flying scene. toasters though. <laughs> no, not flying toasters, which would be fun. Yeah. But I know it's goofy. We don't really watch TV unless we're watching something in particular. We don't keep the TV on, but it's a way that like we're looking at one right now, crackling fireplace gentle snow outside it doesn't snow in los angeles uh but it's a it's a cozy little scene to kind of keep us company so for us that has been a really giant mood booster especially since covid is sort of when we found it but there are ones of like the ice planet hoth from star wars there are video game ambience but just type in uh ambience of you know 
the Tuscany, you can put that in too if you want to be, or on a sandy beach, sandy beach uh, ambience. There are tons of videos out there. It is a great time to be alive. Yeah, if you need to see, you know, summer things in the winter to make yourself feel better, like there are plenty of them out there. There are some beautiful, like actual videos from, you know, beautiful beaches around the world that you can just play. And then there are also some sort of, you know, artificially created ones. And they really have been a boon to me. I know some people might think this it's is silly. dystopian but- future like but Fahrenheit 451. I really enjoy it. It has really helped uh, boost my mood and overall happiness. Yeah. Every time anyone comes to visit, we turn it on and try to extol the virtues of it. It's sort of like we could sell rebounders and we can also sell ambience videos because they're uh, <laughs> they're big mood boosters. For sure. So, so now we're going to go sort of deep into, aside from the hygge of the season, yeah. of really, in this is a season to invest in yourself. This isn't about restriction. This isn't about, you know, like, oh gosh, I've got to figure my whole life out now. But this might be a time to really lean away from the, oh my gosh, I've got nothing to look forward to, into really leaning into you have the opportunity to have things to look forward to by taking some actual action, not just waiting for something to knock on the door, yeah. uh, but you know, actually start investing in yourself in the new year, especially now that things are maybe quieter after, uh, after the holidays. So we're going to kind of, we're going to go through a bunch of different things that you could do. Just pick one, pick one to start out. Uh, don't think you've got to do all, I don't even know how many we have uh, yeah, outlined find, here. Find something that sounds good to you on this list. Okay. So the first thing, and Gretchen Rubin talks about this too, about sort of the Sunday blues or the back to work blues of saving something to look forward to. Don't get all of the, uh, you know, the happy cheer done in December save some things for January. So for example, you could do decide you're going to do some sort of movie marathon. You're going to watch all the Hitchcock movies. You're going to watch all the Godfather movies. You're going to start a new series. There are so many good TV shows that you could start watching if yes, you haven't indeed. watched them before. And Donald actually did a little coda to my suggestion of maybe this is the time to get the rebounder and rebound while you're watching, uh, you know, you're, you're watching movie marathons. Yeah. If you're a new listener or maybe you don't know, uh, Rebounder is sort of this mini trampoline. And, um, you know, when you think of trampoline, maybe you think of like, you know, trying to jump really high on it. But in our case, you know, we, you just sort of pretend you're walking in place. Yeah, kind of pivot from left to right. And, and it really is solid, good exercise, burns calories, and we can do it in front of the television. We don't have to go outside and brave the elements. And um, we don't have to have a, a, you know, if you've got space for a treadmill, that's awesome. But, you know, if you're like us and you don't, you don't have to have a big treadmill. And, you know, we the two of us would have to have, we'd have to have two of them in order to be able to do yeah, it at the same no, time. No so room. we can each fit a rebounder in the living room and both do this while we, you know, still catch up on our favorite shows. Exactly. So really have something like that to look forward to. Also, this might be a great time to take a class, a yes. virtual class, an in-person class, a distance learning class. I know COVID is still, who knows what's happening with COVID or what, you know, alphabet number we're on right now, but take <laughs> an online class. There are so many programs that you, you can just Google online class in you know, maybe not uh, knife sharpening, maybe not that, but there are, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, but there are art classes that you can take online, yoga classes, you know, actual universities that do remote learning classes that you can take. Invest in yourself. Don't feel like you have to become an expert, but try something out for fun and see if it's something that you're interested in. We can get, I don't know, 
bored. People get bored. That isn't something I'm familiar with, but there's got to be some interest that you have that you could just audition for the season. And there are even, you know, lots of free YouTube videos, which will teach you how to do lots of things. So if you've ever thought to yourself, oh, I'd really like to learn how to sew, or I'd really like to learn how to sharpen knives. <laughs> um, uh, there are YouTube videos out there, which will show you how to do those things, even if you can't find an actual like online uh, real class to do. Yeah. And I think there are people who think like, oh, gosh, well, I've got to really invest my time in it, or I've got to become a professional, or we, we, we have that fear of trying something new because what if I'm not good at it? But like, learn Spanish, learn American Sign Language, just try something out and see if you like it. Audition it. It's not like you have to fit the mold. Find something and audition and see if a new new hobby or skill uh, is interesting to you. So here are a few more. Start a new book series that you've always wanted to try. Have sort of like, okay, I'm going to have a, a winter of Stephen King. Listen, Read or listen to Misery. Super fun. When you find out what happens to that guy, you're going to be like, my life is not that bad. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And look, it, you know, we've talked about this before too. You're listening to a podcast, so you obviously are into audio entertainment. One thing that's been a real boon to me is audiobooks. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I always free you money know, during football season. I tend to listen to a lot of uh, you know sports football related podcasts, but the rest of the year I tend to listen to audiobooks. And you can borrow them from the library. You can get an Audible subscription, and you can listen to them when you're in the shower. You can listen to them when you're driving. You can listen to them when you're exercising, and you have all of this time to listen when you know or cleaning around the yeah. house like you know that maybe you you wouldn't have for reading a traditional paper book because the paper book generally requires you to sit or stand still right so also if you are the kind of person who sees people or likes people you can do virtual or in person game nights start a new maybe it doesn't have to be we're going to do it every single weekend but start like a monthly game night with your friends when yeah. uh, we were doing a, a Yahtzee game online with uh, with a friend back when COVID started. So you can still stay connected from afar, but start a new tradition of like, hey, once a month, let's do a thing. And uh, I, I played poker with some friends over Zoom uh, early in the pandemic when we, we couldn't get together at all. Yeah, start a weekend, you know, hike situation or take a class on a weekend. Be a tourist in your own town. We live in Los Angeles and tend to not go anywhere interesting unless someone is visiting, but be like, oh, sure, let's check out the Wax Museum. Hey, I've never been to this, you know, hiking trail before. I usually don't go down to the South Bay. Just be a tourist in your own town and spend weekends trying out new things that you might not do because when you live somewhere, you're like, "Ah, I don't go there. I don't do that. But, uh, But yeah, be a tourist in your own town. Yeah, that's a great idea. Also, this is something from Gretchen Rubin. Celebrate minor holidays. In the US, we have MLK Day. We have President's Day, which is one holiday. When I was a kid, it was two. (laughs) They've consolidated it. Yeah. Uh, Boo-hoo to that. Uh, President's Day. Learn about some presidents. Also, February, Groundhog Day. What's more fun than that? I know it's silly, but lean into celebrating those small holidays and really like having something to look forward to. Arbor Day, even. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, aside from from, uh, Valentine's Day, which already it's December when we're recording this and there's already Valentine's Day stuff. uh, Yeah, the the stores have moved on. (laughs) But really, like, why not celebrate those minor holidays? Like, it can just be fun to lean into something new. And then this is a really big one, too. 
actually plan something for the year. Yeah. Studies show that planning for your next trip, your next vacation, your next whatever actually brings almost as much joy as the actual event does. Research things. Look on Airbnb. Look at Hotels.com. Look on, you know, travel websites. And plan your next adventure. Because part of life is the anticipation of the thing. Oftentimes, Christmas is kind of maybe a letdown. Because what we look forward to is the anticipation of Christmas and enjoying the season. So really, even if it's a trip that might not be realistic to take, maybe you could plan to go to New Zealand in 2023. And this might be the time to actually start researching it because part of the, you know, enjoyment of life is planning for the next thing. So whether it's a big trip or a small trip or a weekend getaway, start planning that next adventure and get your brain out of, well, I've got nothing to look forward to. Make something to look forward to. Yeah, we've even uh, really started pre-planning a trip for 2023 for our uh, 25th wedding anniversary that we're already talking about and we've been sort of fake planning a disney world trip for probably the last two years that i don't know if we're actually ever going to take but it's just fun to like think about all of the things that we're going to see and do and really you know like i am repeating what Catherine just said but part of the holiday blues setting in is that feeling of not having anything to look forward to so give yourself something to look forward to yeah and i know this may sound really strange but uh i came up with this and i'm gonna say it so it you know that old wedding things you know something old something new something borrowed something blue yes if you're looking at creating a new tradition or something new for uh january Think of something old. What is something that you used to do that you've kind of forgotten about that you could go back and try again that you haven't done in a long time? What hobby could you dust off? What is something that you did in high school that you enjoyed that maybe you haven't done again? Maybe it was playing an instrument or doing track or, you know, some kind of hobby. Go back to something old. Again, try something new. It doesn't have to be this perfect, I'm going to become an expert in something. But just like, hey, why don't I try out something like that? Also, something borrowed. You've got friends with interests that you maybe don't have, but go, hey, you know what? I know that you really enjoy, you know, needlepoint. Yeah. Can we maybe hang out once? Hey, you sew. I have never used a sewing machine. Could we hang out one afternoon and you could kind of show me what you do and how you do it? Audition a new hobby that someone else enjoys to see if it's something that you might want to do too. Maybe it won't work, but there's no pressure in just checking it out and seeing uh, seeing if you'd like. And then the the something blue, I don't know, pick your color of the year and uh, and rearrange your house in that color. Have a, a color that you're going to wear. <laughs> Gretchen Rubin actually it talks about that. doesn't literally like, have to be blue. No, it doesn't have to be something blue, but it's like, you know, lean into blue. How could you uh, really embrace uh, something new for the season? Just try it out. Why not? We've given you very many ideas. Uh, just try one out in this uh, in this thing. So. You know, and along those same lines, I think a lot of people think New Year's resolutions have to be, you know, something awful or, or you know, an yeah. uphill habit like we were talking about recently. You know, it's like, hey, I, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to uh, lose 50 pounds, you know, something that's going to be to be really hard. But I like to set fun New Year's resolutions like, hey, I'm going to try and, you know, uh, 
read a certain amount of comic books this year. Like, I'm going to try and play Dungeons and Dragons with our daughter a certain amount of times this year. Like, that that will be my resolution and something that fun that I actually want to do. Well, and another thing Donald and I did before the pandemic, which maybe we should start back up again, is actually trying out new coffee shops wherever we go. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, we need to do that. Because we're not, we, we try not to drink too often, but the idea of being in a different part of town and trying out whatever they say is their best brew yeah uh, that is a, a a actually it's a fun thing to do to be like oh, okay well we're in a new town why don't we try out their their best coffee and i get to be judgmental at the same time yeah which is great <laughs> no donald loves that and then finally we had mentioned this before and it is actually something that donald and i are both doing yeah but this is the time you can go on amazon wherever you are buy an advent calendar to use in January. Non-food related. Non-food related. There are so many advent calendars of just, you know, a something to do daily, whether it's a beauty uh, calendar or a tea of the day or a Funko Pop of yeah, the day. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a couple that are like, you know, little mini Funko Pops, 21 uh, little tiny Funko Pops that I can open one a day. And, uh, and then actually afterwards, I can save the box, put them back in and then use them again next year because it's still fun. He's going to forget. So I have a beauty one, a 12 days of beauty that I'm going to use uh, for uh, from Trader Joe's that I'm going to start on January 1st. So I'm excited about that. I got something to look forward to. But basically, we feel like, you know, and this is the part where it kind of all relates back to, to food. We lack things to look forward to so we look forward to eating because eating is something that we can do every day but as grown-ups we have the opportunity to fold in new and exciting habits new adventures into our lives and we don't have to wait for the holidays to feel joy we don't have to wait until summer break we don't have to wait you know for these pre-prescribed holidays we can make things special every day a lot of times it's like that working for the weekend thing where all we all we do is try to slog through the week and enjoy the weekends or enjoy the next break and i don't want to wait until april and spring break to enjoy myself we can add things into our lives and it doesn't have to be a whole new career or a whole new you know investment but add small things throughout the year that we're trying to build up new and improved versions of ourselves. We don't have to lay dormant until the next holiday to feel cheer. We can take small steps to inject happiness into every day of the year and inject small things that like, again, we don't have to be experts in it, but we can try out new hobbies, new fitness routines, new workouts, and just see if they work for us because we don't have to comply with external expectations, but we do have the opportunity to take responsibility for our own happiness and inject a little bit of joy a little bit of excitement get rid of the blues for uh, for january and uh and and start working on some some new new things for yourself absolutely and look i know uh i feel like that was Catherine trying to wrap up the episode but i just wanted to to tag on something else i know we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode but part of transitioning from the holidays as was in the original question sort of back to real life in air quotes Part of that for me was realizing that there is no transition, that my real life is happening all the time. And there is no finish line to this. There's no like magical barrier. Like January 1st doesn't actually create some magical new me, new year. And part of hitting my fitness goal, part of hitting my weight loss goal and maintaining it has been the idea that 
I need to make this my lifestyle all the time. Sure, holidays come up, things come up throughout the whole year, and sure, I'm going to indulge, but that doesn't mean that I should then get on the indulgence you know, train and continue to indulge, indulge, indulge. I know that I need to get right back on it because there is no finish line. This is the rest of my life, and I now identify as a healthy, fit yeah. person who eats a certain way, who exercises a certain amount, and who just is this person now moving forward. It's not a matter of like old me, new me. It's just me. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We so appreciate uh, the four years of patronage you have to the We Only Look Then podcast. Yes, indeed. Remember, take away one tip from this episode. You do not have to do it all, but you have the opportunity to do something. So just take one thing away and uh, and let us know how you do by by reaching out and getting in touch with us. You can email us at We Only Look Thin at gmail.com if yeah. you'd like to share what you uh, fold into your life in this uh, this season of, uh, of opportunity. And you can also interact with us on other social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at We Only Look Thin. Yep. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can find all of our episodes wherever you found this one. We uh, They're all still out there, all still available. And um, you can also listen to them at any time on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group. Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. Is That's a, a great idea. A Facebook accountability group for women. Uh, we have a few subgroups. We do Zoom meetings. There's a newsletter. Uh, lots of great fellowship and camaraderie in the group and a great place for accountability. It's private. So a lot of things i don't share on my normal facebook page yeah uh, but there's just a lot of great support and honesty and fellowship in the group so we have two subscription options a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if wolf place is right for you and you get direct access to certified tiny habits coach Catherine Weigel, Catherine Weigel. Um, and uh, she will directly answer your questions and get on Zoom calls with you. I sure will. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, also, uh, if you would like to do us a favor, we would really appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Um, the more ratings and reviews they get, we get, the more it grows the show. Uh, people it makes it easier for them to find us when they're looking for health and fitness podcasts like ours and um, also if you say nice stuff about us it makes us feel good and if you're really not sure how to press buttons uh, for podcast apps, we get it. We understand. Uh, we pr I probably wouldn't have a television if it wasn't for Donald Weigel turning mm, it on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I choose to not know how to turn on televisions. That's just my – I, I invest my, in other ways. Uh, but tell someone else about the podcast. Let them know it's a place for, uh, for comedy, for support, for a little bit of healthy insights, growth mindset, all that stuff. Anyone can find our podcast on all your favorite podcasting apps or – or just at our website, weonlylookthin.com. So if you're secretly kind of annoyed that we have so many great ideas to get those <laughs> winter blues out of the way, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. Thank you.